Apptensive will help your users know just how important feedback is from them. It helps you shape the conversation in a very positive way. So go to uh, apptensive.com forward slash app guy for a free mobile app consultation. Uh, that's apptensive.com forward slash app guy. And thank you so much to Apptensive for supporting this episode. GummyCube can help you optimize your on-page content. If you manage it correctly, you can actually help increase your app downloads, but doing it incorrectly can cause your app to be completely buried. So help your app get discovered by focusing on App Store optimization. Go to GummyCube.com, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, GummyCube.com. Thank you so much to GummyCube for supporting this episode. Hi, my name is Sachin Dougal. I'm the co-founder and chief wizard of Shoto.com. And you are listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host. It's Paul Kemp. This is the show where we go around the world talking to the most inspirational people we can find in the app world. And uh, if you are uh, into app entrepreneurism or uh, if you uh, just love the journeys of, of app developers, app startup founders, anyone that's like loving this world of apps, then uh, this is the show for you. It is called the App Guide Podcast after all. Uh, now, let me introduce to you uh, today's guest. Uh, we do a, a different guest every, every day and uh, his name is uh, Jake Ward. Jake Ward is the co-founder and CEO of the Application Developer Alliance, which is completely appropriate to our our show. So, Jake, it's a very warm welcome to the App Guy podcast. Well, thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Uh, tell us about the uh, the Application Developer Alliance. What is it you guys have got going on there? Uh, the Application Developers Alliance is a nonprofit membership organization for developers and the companies that care about them. Like many of your listeners today, uh, I share the common trait that we are still very much a startup, <laughs> that we've been around for nearly four years and have grown to several hundred companies and nearly 60,000 individual developers in our network. It, there are days when it when it feels like um, we're still working out of a very cramped space on cardboard boxes for tables. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you should say that. I think a cardboard box has just come out as a standing uh, standing desk, <laughs> and it's like uh, it seemed pretty clever. Anyway, so yeah, f- four years. Um, you uh, well, uh, who how, who would be your sort of ideal member? That's a, that's an interesting question, Paul. Um, let me back up from the beginning. The alliance focused on many consumer mobile app companies and the developers who were building into this new and exciting marketplace. We, we did so in, in a number of ways, um, helping with business education, hosting events, creating resources and materials that would help developers build better products and better businesses, help them understand what metrics of success look like, how to monetize, how to solve the discoverability challenge. It was always our goal, uh, and to some degree I hope we've already achieved it, but it continues to be our goal, that we would support the larger developer ecosystem, which is to say we believe that software engineers at all levels and all verticals and all skill sets are the manufacturing class of the digital age. They're an essential workforce. They build everything that we encounter in this increasingly digital world. And so our prototypical or ideal member can range from a two-person startup just entering into the consumer app space to General Electric. 
and everybody in between. I would love to know about you, Jake, because uh, what inspired you to start? You are the co-founder. And what inspired you to start this uh, alliance? I'd love to be able to say it was a lightning bolt moment, but it's uh, (laughs) like most ideas, it is a slow matriculation, a process of of refining and iterating. My co-founder, John Potter, and I worked on, on this idea, this concept of a nonprofit membership trade association for developers for nearly two years before we launched in 2012. And the, the cause behind it was really um, the vacuum that was being created around individual coders. Uh, with the launch of, of the App Store, with the ubiquity of mobile technologies and the increasing um, sexiness of mobile apps, it, it became clear that there was a real need for a collective voice on policy issues, for a uh, resource content organization that could act in the best interest of the workforce and and do so in an unbiased, objective way. So was it really born out of also like a frustration that you were having in anything that you were getting up, uh, up to at the time? Uh, because a lot of the guests tend to talk about solving their own frustrations. Were you experiencing anything uh, that, that led you to develop this? Yes, I, I, I think that that's an accurate way to describe it, actually, Paul. I was, uh, I was working at a digital marketing firm, and I was, I was doing a number of campaigns um, that focused either directly on or sort of around developer engagement, including uh, the launch of, of some pretty significant TV SDKs. I want to get into brand-specific information, but the idea was to release these SDKs in a way that attracted developers to build killer apps for TVs. Now, this was six and a half years ago. This was not okay. This was this was some (laughs) kind of timing, you know. It's taken this long for Apple to come out with this, (laughs) and then for Amazon to be right on their heels, and for Samsung and Vizio and others to integrate it right into the hardware. uh, You know, this is we were way ahead of schedule. Um, and it was pretty clear early on in that in that campaign that nobody knew where developers were. You know, everybody sort of pointed to the valley and to California and said that's where people who write code that make apps are. But there was there was largely a misunderstanding of of what they did and who they are and how do you engage them and what do they want to work on. It is I've heard it described pretty recently as being analogous to medicine in the 1900s. If you were a doctor in 1901, you were very important and did incredibly important work, but that profession doesn't even resemble what it means to be a doctor now. And being a developer today or five years from now is rooted in the, in the, sort of the science and the technology that it was 10 years ago, but the profession is not going to be anywhere near the same. And coming at that, that ecosystem from a non-technical perspective, I'm, I'm not a coder. I'm not somebody who's able to sit down and, and manufacture uh, digital experiences out of lines of code. I thought of it from an organizational standpoint. How do I solve this problem? How do I give people access to developers? How do I give developers access to each other and to people and do so in a non-profit, unbiased, objective way? It's so great to come across you because I do feel like... Uh, a lot of uh, you know listeners listening to this do f- uh, do feel like they're on their own, and uh, let's talk about the networking effect then within your organization. Your uh, if um, anyone listening were, were to become a member, what sort of uh, networking 
opportunities do you offer and what uh, and what sort of online tools as well do you help to, to achieve those networking uh, Challenges. Sure. So I, I would urge all of your listeners to go to App Alliance, appalliance.org, and sign up as, as an individual member uh, with a couple of short questions answered about the type of work that you do and, and how we can help you. You'll be uh, uh, onboarded and given a password and user login that gives you access to our member portal. Uh, inside that member center, you'll find hundreds of videos of white papers of research articles, things that have been generated from 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 and in partnership with our members over the past few years that answer a number of really important questions that that developers who, as you said, feel as though they're on their own need answers to. How do I make money? How do I know the difference between this monetization option versus that monetization option? What is the lifetime user value equation that I should plug into my app? How should I consider the, the expenditure of marketing dollars per user acquisition? Those are all important questions that sit at the heart of building a business around an app. And we can help answer that question. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like, uh, what, what, you know, if anyone's thinking, oh, I can, you know, go and maybe f- find that stuff online, t- tell us why it's more important to, uh, you know, source that from in, inside your, uh, alliance and from your members than perhaps just doing a Google search? Well, you can find it online. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. You can find uh, some of it online. What you are not going to find is uh, unguarded, unvarnished, directly sourced materials online. Um, we we hold a number of events each year called App Strategy Workshops. They, they focus, we have one series that is called App Strategy Workshop Fundamentals that focuses on exactly the kinds of startups and business decisions of early stage companies that you're referencing. And we ask um, the top ad networks and the, the early stage ad tech companies to give us unvarnished, non-pitch content that developers can then use to make decisions. We go right to researchers and look at numbers and look at market penetration uh, opportunities and trends so that we can deliver that information without a sales pitch associated to it. I love this because like my whole show, I mean, your episode 383, but throughout the whole series uh, over the several years uh, I've been doing this, it's all about, I'm always trying to uh, get the genuine viewpoint across uh, without you know, uh, I could, because in, in a way, I, I hear a lot of my, um, you know, my audience, they, uh, they they come into it thinking that there'll be an instant app millionaire because of all the press, and uh, they maybe get like the wrong viewpoint. And do do you see a lot of that as well? The the misguided uh, news about uh, app instant app uh, millionaires. No, no question, it is often the case that building the app is the easy part. That. The user experience is hard, no question. The code is complicated, though not nearly as complicated as, say, any number of enterprise applications, but that the business side is very, very complicated and is often predetermined by, by some luck, by partnership opportunities, and just by the market. What, it, what is out there at the time? Are you able to catch lightning in a bottle? There, there are a number of companies, big and small, that are doing truly innovative work from a business standpoint, you know, from a monetization user acquisition standpoint. And there are others that are doing tremendous developmental work or even user experience work. It's pretty rare that those two 
combine. When they do, it's Angry Birds, right? It's Uber. It's something sleek and perfect that reaches millions and millions of people and generates money in a in a continuous virtuous loop. Jake, I mean, you're really exciting me because I'm thinking back on, on all the uh, big themes that I've had from the show and. One uh, of the successes that most of the guests seem to point to is network. How, how important do you think that networking effect is for uh, app entrepreneurs? I think it's incredibly important. So we, the, the Alliance recently published our first uh, annual Developer Insights Report, which is ostensibly a census of the workforce. Right? We, we asked more than a thousand developers cross verticals in I think 47 countries about the work they do and the technologies they work with, et cetera, et cetera. One of the questions that we asked and, and we'll continue to ask in every, every piece that we, that we do is where are you getting help? Where are you finding resources and answers to questions that you face on a daily basis as a developer, as the producer of these things? And, uh, more than two-thirds said their primary ask, the commu- the place they go for answers, is a personal community. That is wonderful, yeah, because it's, it's like it takes a full circle back to that uh, you can, uh, and I remember doing this, where you spend days and days and days actually searching uh, minefields of forums and Google searching and, you know, and it would have taken maybe one minute to ask an expert. That's right. And the, so increasingly, whether it's, whether it's Stack Exchange or whether it's a personal email distribution or just via net, uh, through, you can do a Google that takes you into a form, the proliferation of expertise has increased significantly. The expectation of, of answers, the expectation of support has gone up tremendously. Now, much of that is techno is technologically based, right? I need a workaround for this challenge, or I need to find a way to um, deliver and render in this specific way. What we found and, and how we've shaped our particular offerings for both our individual network of developers or developer, our network of individual developers, as well as our corporate membership, is to answer business questions, is to... Um, find ways to almost crowdsource, whether it be among individuals or the companies who are providing those services, answers to business-specific questions and workforce-specific questions, right? Not how do I solve this problem through code, but what problems am I going to face when writing on this platform and how do I make money out of it? How do I ensure the integrity of my product? How do I get to market? So Jake, I've actually had uh, an email today from uh, a listener and it is kind of fairly despondent about um, you know, getting into apps. And I wondered, like, uh, I mean, you've got this beautiful, wonderful access to all this network and you see a lot of uh, different app entrepreneurs. If you could think about those uh, app entrepreneurs that are on the smaller end of your, your spectrum, would you say it's worth it getting into the app business I'd say it depends on what your metric of worth it is, Paul. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think Good answer. I think a lot of people, certainly in the last, let's call it 10 years, in the last decade, a lot of people have romanticized, and, and I don't even mean that in a pejorative, but have romanticized the idea of working in startups and of being an entrepreneur. Here in the United States, I know that for nearly three years running, the number one profession chosen as an aspiration among high school juniors is entrepreneur. That's never happened before. 
it may never happen again, but it's happened three years in a row among high school uh, juniors in the United States. That is a trend line. I like to call it the Mark Zuckerberg effect. But it's the idea, right, that you can learn a skill, build a business, and live a happy, fruitful, profitable life with no boss. That Who wouldn't want to do that? But if you, <laughs> if you, <Me. laughs> but if you can prioritize those things, is it more important to you to make your own hours and to work and to be a creator to make things? Then yeah, it's worth it. That's that's the job, right? It's like being an artist. Is it more important to you to make money? You might want to think about developing for somebody else then, because we know the numbers and and there's no question the proliferation of profitability across the app ecosystem is becoming. Um, let's say more democratized, you know, more people are able to make sort of a living wage, but the space isn't getting any less crowded. Consumer facing mobile apps are really, really hard. Now, the good news, uh, or potential good news, I, I suppose you could say, is that the number of platforms, the technologies, and the frameworks for consumer facing apps and apps in general are growing at an exponential rate. And the number of connected devices and the requirement of software to guide those devices is going to grow exponentially in the next five years. So if your game didn't take off or your, your startup is stuck in neutral without being able to raise funds, it might not be that you're, it may be the case that your business would have succeeded if there were an audience but that your skills can be applied in a way to build a different business where the market hasn't yet been created. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So uh, actually building a skill from all, all the things that you're doing with a view that it's only going to become more in demand as the, the whole market grows. Let's thank the sponsors who help make the show possible. Abtensive have a dashboard that when you log into, you get to see how your users of your app are effectively using it and it gives you the best way to communicate with them. Now, the terrific thing is you get to try it for free right now, today. If you pause this podcast, go and check them out. It's apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase, apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And you can request a demo. You get a free mobile app consultation. You don't even need a credit card to try this stuff out. And you get to understand the way to communicate with your users, get to uh, use intelligent ratings prompts. Uh, There's a lot of stuff there to really help boost your app profile and get more downloads as well. Uh, which is always uh, something that we need. So apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase. I really do go and check them out. They've been great supporter of the show. Uh, thank you very much to Apptentive uh, for continuing to support the show. GummyCube are the people that you need to go to when thinking about App Store optimization service. And why is that? Well, these guys used to be developers themselves. They know how important it is for developers to be discovered on the App Store. And one of the things that they talk about on their site is uh, the importance of app descriptions and to describe everything about your app. Getting a user to view your description is actually like getting a user to visit your website. At this point, users are curious and are considering whether they should download your app. 
This is a key optimization factor. You will need to use this area to sell your app on its best features and set the correct expectations for what your user is actually downloading. Short selling yourself is a bad idea, but overselling yourself will cause the user to be unhappy and you won't get that much engagement. Use your app description to clearly describe what your app does. GummyCube will help you. And not only this, all the other things as well, such as app reviews, app keywords, app title, app screenshots. I really highly recommend them. Uh, go to www.gummycube.com Cube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. Go and start optimizing your app. And thank you so much to Gummy Cube for continuing to support the show. Now let's get back to the interview. So there is actually um, two more things we do before we say goodbye, Jake. One uh, is that um, uh, we'd love to get, um, we tend to try and find ideas, ideas on this show. And, uh, you know, like ideas for building apps. Now, maybe it's more appropriate for you to, to answer um, this, which is, uh, what are the big pain points in what you're doing right now with uh, AppAlliance.org? What are the big um, frustrations, pain points, th- things causing you a bit of a headache? And then maybe we could flesh out an idea for a, a potential app to solve that. I'd say the number one pain point that we face hasn't changed much in the last three years. Uh, and I don't imagine it will change much in the next three years, but it will continue to be the thing that drives us, which is the engagement, the education, and ultimately the celebration of developers as an essential workforce. And that the companies, the number of companies, traditional tech and non-traditional tech, who are increasingly thinking of themselves as software companies coming online makes it easier for us as, as the organization that represents developers to speak intelligently and passionately about the importance of developers. But the hard part is speaking to the developers themselves. How do you create, whether it be curriculum or certification or content or resources or even research, how do you create that silver bullet solution that can be a rising tide for a workforce of 23 million plus that is generally unorganized, that is mercurial by nature, but more importantly, they're artists, right? They're craftsmen. And the work that they do is often in small teams, the best work certainly is, and increasingly individualized. How do you reach that audience with credibility and authenticity every day? That's our challenge. I have to say, I really resonate with what you're saying because, uh, I mean, I actually changed career. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's, I've talked about this prior to uh, in different episodes where uh, I actually came out of a, a city job in London in finance. And I remember, you know, thinking the tech guys are there. You know, the tech guys were kind of the back office and uh, we were the, the front office and there was definitely a divide. And uh, I, I'm all for... Uh, now having spent years and years in the app business, uh, all for trying to celebrate the achievements. You mentioned that you worked in finance. Uh, FinTech, financial technologies, are one of the fastest growing software-powered verticals in the world today. The number of companies from American Express and MasterCard, who are both members of the Application Developers Alliance and sit on my U.S. and, and European board of directors, respectively, to Barclays and Cap One and Deutsche Bank, all of these companies, these almost ageless institutions that have been around for 100 plus years, 
have woken up to a world where transactions are invisible and the idea is to make uh, the seamless exchange of goods and services and money even more seamless and to put it in each consumer's hands. That's a very real challenge, particularly in a highly regulated industry that moves at the speed of light and, and is contingent upon customer satisfaction. Yeah, I can definitely see a lot of uh, disruption. J- Jake, the final thing then is this is a show about apps. We wouldn't be right without asking you for maybe an app or two on your phone uh, to uh, give us a recommendation. Maybe maybe an app that you feel that we haven't come across before. So what one or two apps do you uh, recommend? You know, Paul, I'm a, um, I'm a pretty basic app user when it, <laughs> when it comes to it. I, I um, I take advantage of a number of sort of utility apps, um, whether they be banking apps or payments. Um, obviously, I have the uh, I have the the normal Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn stuff. Uh, but Hotels Tonight is probably the app that saves my life on more than a monthly basis. Certainly, when I find myself having to get on a plane. And six hours later, I'll be in a city that I did not have time to book a hotel for. I might as well take advantage of a very cheap, uh, open-sourced solution uh, that often delivers really good accommodations. I love that. I love hotels tonight. And in fact, you reminded me that about a year and a half ago, I was uh, actually in the Google pit um, at the Google I.O. with Hotels Tonight. And uh, the app guy was uh, on a podcast that happened to be for one of the other apps, uh, Player FM, that was being showcased. So uh, they, they've done amazingly well over the, uh, the years. Um, Jake, this has been a wonderful chat. I'm going to put all the show notes in uh, episode 383. So for anyone listening, just go to theappguy.co and search for episode 383 for uh, Jake Ward. In the meantime, Jake, what, what's the best way of uh, getting in touch with you or reaching out and connecting? Yeah, Paul, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I hope to do it again soon. I'm um, at jake at appalliance.org if anybody wants to drop me an email. Also follow at Jacob M. Ward. Uh, on Twitter. So give me a shout. I'm happy to answer any and all questions. And for developers out there looking for information uh, on on building a better business, better apps, education opportunities, and really just how to get involved in the, the community, go to appalliance.org and sign up for membership. Absolutely. Thanks ever so much, Jake, for coming on. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. And now you've finished listening to this episode, please remember to go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy and uh, go and get a free demo of their platform that will help you communicate, that will help you get more ratings, uh, that will help you provide surveys to your users, your customers. Go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy, all lowercase, and you will be pleased that you did. Thank you so much to Apptentive for continuing to support this show. So if you have a new app, best go and check out Gummy Cube. They offer all the solutions that you will need for the best app store optimization in the business. They are made up of a team of ex-developers themselves. They know what it means to get apps discovered on the app store. And they use something called DataCube, which is pulling all the data from the app stores. Go and get the best in the market. It's Gummy Cube, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com gummycube.com and thank you to gummycube for continuing to support this podcast 
So just one more thing. Uh, what do you think to the new format of five days a week? Let me know by going to theoutguy.co forward slash survey. I'm using a pretty cool uh, template to uh, do this survey so you can get to see what I'm using. And also just help me out. I'd love to know uh, what you think and also what your biggest challenges are. Uh, I mean, one of the things I've learned from this show is ask people what their challenges are. So I'd love to know what your challenges are. You can put that by going to theoutguy.co forward slash survey all lowercase, theappguy.co forward slash survey, or you could always email me, paul at theappguy.co or Twitter, paul underscore s underscore Ken. Thanks very much. I look forward to getting another episode to you shortly.